You're listening to SA Talk, San Antonio's favorite podcast for local events, topics, and discussions involving the Alamo City. I'm your host and favorite retirement advisor, Zachary Esperiqueta. Today is Friday, July 16th, and starting this week, I'll be bringing you a two-part series focused on local podcasters. We'll get to dive into their thoughts on podcasting, how they started, some obstacles they may have faced or did face, their opinions on podcast-related topics, and many other subjects. Not only do I think this is pretty cool to provide you guys, but it's also an interesting topic to discuss. Uh, Podcasting, which you may have heard me talk about before and you'll hear me say in the interview or discussion, is a relatively easy industry to enter. And, and, And it's true. There's a low barrier of entry for sure, but it's much more difficult to maintain and sustain a good podcast. And that's where a lot of podcasters either give up, get bored, or ultimately fail. Um, But getting back to the positive things in relation to podcasting, it's super easy to get started and you really only need a phone or a computer to do so. Podcasts can be a great way to stay in front of customers, clients, prospects, um, so you can really show off your expertise or knowledge in a particular subject or come across at least as an expert in your industry, especially if you've been in that industry for many years. Uh, More importantly, it can be a great way to connect with the community and build your network. I can tell you for sure, again, something you've heard me say multiple times, that I would have probably never met some of the people that I brought on as guests here on this podcast if it wasn't for me starting this podcast. It's also a great platform to build your personal brand. You can let people in on who you are as a human being, your character, what your interests are. Um, Again, that can help you with your potential clients or prospects. Um, But this can be important when you're younger and you're trying to jumpstart your career and network. Whether you've been in the industry for many years and want to broadcast your expertise, whether you're young, full of energy, and want to start building your brand, or whether you're just plain bored and want to start talking into a mic, podcasting can be a lot of fun. I can really attest to that. Now, as cool as it might be to have an episode with every podcaster here in San Antonio, as you know, that's probably not feasible. So instead, what I decided to do was pick out new podcasters and then someone who's been in the industry for many years. I think by doing this, you'll get to hear the different perspectives and outlooks on podcasting and just in general, the audio blogging space. You get to hear what it's like to start out and then what it's like to grow in your career as a podcaster and how it can lead to many other endeavors and things down the road in your life. So this week on SA Talk, for the first episode of the two-part series, I have the new local podcast, Live with JM joining me. The hosts are actually a young couple who had a little experience in audio blogging before, more so with a YouTube channel, but really wanted to expand on that. Their names are Julian Trevino and Marisabel Jimenez. Julian, who is 19 years old, was born in San Antonio, but moved around a little bit because of his family, and has been back in San Antonio for quite a while. He's currently studying real estate and finance at UTSA, so birds up. Marissa Bell is also 19 years old. She was born and raised right here in San Antonio and currently attends St. Mary's University where she is majoring in English, but is also about to begin the pre-law program. Before we get to that conversation, I do want to give a shout out to the supporters of the podcast, April Monterosa from Life from the Southside, of course, along with Sabrina Ortiz and Connie Pena. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. Listeners, if you want to support the podcast and hear your name on the show, just like you heard their names, be sure to visit the link in bio and click support monthly. You can support as little as 99 cents per month, and I would greatly appreciate it if you guys did. I'm really excited to get to my interview with Julian and Marissa Bell. So without further ado, here it is. Well, Julian and uh, Marissa Bell, welcome into SA Talk. Happy to have you on the podcast. How are y'all doing? Doing all right. I'm happy to be on. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. When Julian told me about being on another podcast, I was like, what the heck? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Had y'all looked at other podcasts around San Antonio? Yeah, we have. We've been 
obviously trying to grow our following on social media, kind of expand our our reach as far as who's listening to our podcast. And uh, I think starting local was probably the best thing to do because, you know, trying to reach out to those bigger ones. I mean, you know, they might look at our messages, like them, but that's about it. So it was really cool that you responded and offered to have us on. And I think it's an exciting opportunity for sure. Yeah, I think that's important for any business, not just podcasters and podcasting. But I feel like you reach out to someone, whether you have a question or you're just looking for advice or help. I mean, it's important for them to to help out because they were all in that same position at one point. And yeah. I, I don't think of my podcast as like a, a big local podcast here in San Antonio, but I know that it's taken time to grow. Yeah. And I remember in the beginning having that same feeling of like, looking around for other local podcasts or just podcasts in general and like seeking advice. And I just remember there were some people who like would not answer and I'm like, come on. But yeah. So I guess tell the the listeners a little bit about your podcast and why y'all got started. So our podcast is called Live with JNM and we decided to start it just because of quarantine. Basically we we're um, now we're going to be sophomores in college, but at the time when we started, we were freshmen in college. I mean, sitting inside doing pretty much nothing because of quarantine was kind of taking a toll on us. We needed an outlet to get our voices out there, to express opinions, to just talk about really anything and have friends and potentially future guests on. And uh, we thought podcasting was the best route to go Um, just because, you know, starting a YouTube channel, I think is very easy, but we were very much wanting to have sort of that talk show uh, aspect of our content and uh, podcasting seemed like, you know, the best route to go. I wasn't like skeptical but it was very different for me because I've never done anything like that. And Julian actually had a YouTube channel with his podcast before. Yeah, I used to have a podcast that I threw some episodes up on back like sophomore year of high school. It was a little awkward. We weren't as professional as we are now, but I'm um, glad to be here now. Yeah, that's why I was like a little skeptical about it because he asked me to be on it one time and I just, I didn't know what to do or like what to say because it was like recording us the whole time. Oh yeah. Yeah. We were really awkward at the beginning. Like before we even started this podcast that went on YouTube, it was, it was very unstructured. I'd say we didn't have an idea on what to do. And so now we kind of have a good grasp on it and it's, it's been working out pretty good, I think. Yeah. And I like this one better just because it's more so our voices and we want to do live or like video recordings, but that's something that we've had to like work up to. Yeah, we're still in the process of figuring that out for sure. <laughs> Do y'all feel comfortable being in front of a camera? I think we, we've had to work up to that. I think yeah. we, we want to <laughs> attempt to do it now, but uh, that is also another reason why. I think we just kind of wanted our voices out there. We weren't completely comfortable being, you know, having our faces shown. Now now we're okay with it, but, um, you know, we're trying to figure out all of the, the technical aspects of, you know, how to produce something that looks professional as well as sounds professional. Is there one of you who is maybe a little more shy than the other? Yeah, that's me. hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. I don't know. I never want to like interrupt somebody. So I kind of just wait and there's like a pause. I just look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that can be, that can be pretty tough just because I, I remember, you know, when I first started the podcast, I, I had a co-host and sometimes when we'd be interviewing uh, our guests, there would be times where. Like we didn't know when the other person was going to ask a question. So we kind of just got in this routine of, well, I'll ask one question, then she'll ask another question, then I'll ask the next one. And we kind of just like took turns because that was the only routine that we could figure out. Otherwise, when you're not in person and you're doing everything pretty much through Zoom, you don't really know, like you can't gauge who's going to speak next. And and like you were saying, Marissa Bell, like 
you don't want to speak over someone or at least naturally you don't want to speak over someone. Yeah. So you kind of have to like adjust to it. But but yeah, I mean, I the reason I asked that is because my, my girlfriend likes to think I'm not an introvert, but I consider myself an <laughs> introvert. And I mean, I love connecting with people. I love interacting with people and having discussions, but I still consider myself an introvert. I'm, I'm shy in front of a lot of people. And even though I give presentations and stuff like that, I really get nervous. And to start something like a podcast, it was something that I had to get over. And and it has helped me in a way. I still get nervous talking to people. I mean, even even you guys. I mean, just like there's like a little (laughs) bit of like of like nervousness that that plays into it. And I think that's just always going to be there. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something that makes it fun to do a podcast, kind of like that thrill. Yeah. When you go on a roller coaster, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, it's like overcoming that nervousness. Yeah, honestly, I feel the same way. Like, you know, growing up and even in in high school, I had a lot of leadership roles. And so I always had to talk in front of people. You know, people would always ask, you know, damn, what, like, how do you, how do you do it? You do it so good. I'm like, honestly, I feel like throwing up the whole time. I'm so nervous. (laughs) And that nervousness doesn't go away, but it is kind of that thrill. Like you just feel so accomplished afterwards. Like we'll finish recording an episode and we're like, man, that was, that was good that was awesome. You know, we'll edit it out, throw it out there. And we feel really good about it. It is a thrill. It is like a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> What's even more exciting. And I know you guys have had some, some guests on already. Uh, I'm assuming some of your friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, some of these names that I've brought on to the podcast, I get real nervous. Like I've gotten oh, real yeah. nervous, like interviewing, like when I interviewed the CEO of the food bank, um, even recently I interviewed the CEO from Hemisphere or like the president at Palo Alto College. Like oh, wow. I can't describe like the nerves that, that go into the beginning <laughs> of it, but then you kind of get on a roll, you enjoy it, you have fun doing it. Like you were talking about Marissa Bell, the thrill of it, right? Like a roller coaster. And then afterwards, I just know, like once I click out of the Zoom meeting, I feel like energized, like Man, yeah. I just did that podcast interview. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just finished it. You know what I mean? So, like, it, it is. It's it's a lot of fun. And, you know, what's interesting, and I know this is one of the things we want to start talking about, is using podcasts as a platform, whether it's to grow your personal brand or maybe you work for a company, you're trying to grow that company. It's a relatively easy industry to get into. People ask me all the time, like, is it hard to start a podcast? It's really easy to start a podcast. Yeah. Like pretty much anybody can start a podcast. If you have your phone with you, you can start a podcast, literally. Um, you don't need, there's not a lot of overhead that goes into it. Now, growing it, sustaining it, that's a whole nother story. Yeah, but getting definitely. into it is pretty easy, right? Yeah, I would, I would say so. it was easier than I thought it was going to be, you know, because obviously the YouTube channel, anybody, you know, can start that up with the phone and then a YouTube account, right? But we wanted to branch out and get into Spotify and Apple Podcasts. In doing the research on how to start that, it, w- it was pretty simple compared to what I thought it was going to be. I thought we were going to have to double down and invest, you know, $500 up front to get all this equipment and stuff. And I mean, all we started with was a Yeti mic and a laptop and, you know, we got it going. And it was very surprising that we were able to, you know, put our foot in the door that easily. You know, you think about it, there's a lot of room for growth still, a lot of room for having a podcast that continuously uploads because there's already tons of podcasts that, you know, started and then just have stopped. To build on that, I, I so I actually went to this discussion at, at Geekdom that they had about just podcasting. There was a good amount of people that actually showed up. I was, I was pretty surprised. Um, and it was just a mix of people that 
uh, either podcast or won a podcast. And they were talking about that, how, yeah, there is about 2 million podcasts out there, but really like 400,000 or so that are like active. Yeah. Like actively putting out episodes on a consistent basis. And that goes to show you like what you were getting to, Julian, that after a few episodes, people start realizing the work it takes and the time and maybe they figure out, I don't have enough content to speak about for more than like five episodes. Yeah. Um, and, and that's that's where it gets more difficult. But again, you know, it, it's relatively easy to start. I think it's it, it can play a huge role in your growth as a person. It can make connections for you, which personally, that's that's what it's helped me with. I mean, I've met people in the last year or so that I probably would have never met otherwise. And I've been able to do so through the podcast um, but it also hel- helps build your personal brand and, and you kind of, once you start getting comfortable with it, you, you put your own flair into it. You know, you kind of start getting more relaxed and, and your, your personality starts to shine through. And I think it's important that, um, that it does so because again, it can help build your personal brand. Yeah, I definitely agree. I've gotten more comfortable as far as my, I guess, social media presence. You know, I've, I've posted more, not only on my personal Instagram, but just on the Live with JNM account and managing that with my girlfriend has been something very opening. Like I feel more comfortable putting my opinion out there or, you know, posting or liking other people's tweets and things like things of that matter. And it's it's been uh, very cool to see the, not only the growth of our podcast, but the growth of our own personal accounts as well. Well, I think just alone with our Live with JNM Instagram, you can see in our posts how before it was kind of artsy. Yeah, it was very much just like we'd go into Canva and make a post and it was, you know, nothing too personal. You know, they, people didn't really know what we looked like if they hadn't already followed us on our personal Instagrams. Yeah, but now it's kind of like you see a lot of pictures of us or more pictures than you would see before because before we had no pictures at all. And at least now we also post on our stories. So it's been a cool growing experience just being able to, you know, reach out there besides just posting on Instagram. I think podcasting has allowed us to reach an audience that we never would have before if we would have just, you know, continued to post or like tweet random things. Um, Now we actually have a platform to express our opinions or to, you know, have a fun chat with any of our friends or potential guests. So it's been a blast. Yeah. Something I like about it too, is that we like trying different coffee shops or like local shops, I guess, here in San Antonio. So we're able to like promote them. And even though we don't have like a billion followers, it's still enough for them to get more promotion or advertisement. That's the way I see it too, with, you know, the purpose of of my own podcast with these local businesses, they're always looking and organizations, they're always looking to get, you know, their voices out there or their name out there. Beforehand, you know, you had to hope that either your customers would would spread the word by word of mouth or that, you know, maybe the local news would do a little mini story that yeah. lasted for 30 seconds um, about your business or maybe a write-up, you know, in, in my essay or, or the Express News about a new business. But that that's what you had to hope for to really get your voice out yeah. there as, as a business owner. And I feel like having a podcast that highlights those business owners and organizations and, and, and the things they provide to the community is important to have. And that, that's what I saw. Like, that's the hole that I saw. You have The Current. You have San Antonio Magazine. That's your your print publication. You have My Essay. That's your online publication. You have the local news that's on TV. But, I mean, we're going to get into that yeah. a little bit. That's a whole different story. But 
people are listening to podcasts. Okay, so now who can provide that content that's showing off all the local businesses? And I think, and it's not like, I hope, I, I really hope that I'm not the only one that ends yeah. up doing this here in San Antonio. You know, I don't want to be the only one because I can only talk about one business a week yeah. or every other week. Like, you know, there needs to be more, you know, maybe centered around coffee or centered around, you know, restaurants. Like, I want there to be more podcasts like mine that are just showcasing people here in San Antonio. So it's cool that y'all are doing that. But speaking of top y'all's topics, like what other things do y'all talk we about? We want to talk have about? kind of been thinking about the younger generation and exactly how it is that they react to podcasting or things like YouTube, right? I mean, they're not really just out there consuming media like on the news or anything like that, you know? They're listening to YouTubers talk about news or they're listening to podcasts or they're um, looking for opinions on social media rather than, you know, looking to their parents or looking to news platforms to get that sort of that to get that form of news and media consumption. And uh, I don't know, I just think it's crazy that we've kind of abandoned that traditional form of media that our parents uh, grew up on to think that us as podcasters or YouTubers or anything of that matter kind of have that power to persuade or to kind of influence the younger generation is it's it's not scary but it it's almost a big responsibility it feels like at times yeah majority of the time we do kind of just say our opinions on certain things so we've talked about the pandemic and then we've talked about conspiracies or like movies that we watched on conspiracies i guess we kind of update on yeah like current events it's a kind of a current event sort of situation or um, talking about whatever it is that's happening in the world in relation to us. So, you know, we're very much big on, you know, we're in college. This is what we're going through. You know, maybe other college students or people our age can relate to that. And they'll find enjoyment in listening to something that is, you know, relatable. Because a, a lot of a lot of times traditional media isn't as relatable as it probably could be to the younger generation. And that's why they won't listen to it. Yeah, we also talk a lot about our relationship, our personal relationship. I don't know. That's also one of our niches, I guess. That is another big thing too. Just, you know, not, not even just, you know, spouse relationships or anything like that, but just friendships in general. Yeah. I, so we've had our friends come on too and talk about, I guess, certain things. Yeah. Cause we're, we're kind of at that age where things are changing. You know, we're, we're in college now. We went from high school to college and during that transition period, there was a whole virus. And so I think a lot of people our age or around our age are, kind of going through the motions or things aren't going probably according to plan or as they thought it would. And so this kind of changing stage in our life is is really thrown off. And I think uh, a lot of people are looking to podcasts or YouTubers to kind of, you know, figure out what it is that they should be doing. And so we're trying to kind of provide that in our podcast. You know, we want to be fun, lighthearted, have a good casual conversation, but we're also just trying to give some advice that we found that helps us. You know, obviously we're not perfect, but I think there's there's things that we've gone through that, you know, probably a lot of people can relate to and that they can kind of learn from us. And we want to learn from others too, you know? And so it's, it's been a cool experience, but that's kind of what we've been doing on our podcast. We're still trying to niche down, as I guess you could see. I don't know. We kind of want to talk about everything. So we're still fairly new and we're trying to figure it out, but it's more about being relatable. And I think that's something that we like to do. Like Julian said, you know, we graduated during a pandemic and stuff and then going through college with it. And a lot of other generations haven't had to go through that. 
So I think that's something a lot of people are looking to because we kind of all feel alone. We were isolated for a really long time. That's the beauty of of podcasting, I think, is that because there's such a low cost of overhead, it's not like, you know, you open up this business hoping to, well, let let me try to give an example. So let's say you open up a restaurant, right? Because you love food and you're a foodie and you post on Instagram all the time. And with this restaurant, you want to do everything because, you know, you're a huge burger person, but you also like sushi and, you know, you love Italian food. And so, you know, you try to do all these things because you just love food. But, you know, at some point you have to niche it down, right? And with a restaurant, because there's a huge cost of overhead, that business can go under really quickly, you know, and you lose all that investment. But with podcasting, because you can do it relatively for free, you know, you have the time to kind of figure out exactly what you want to do. You may not figure out what your purpose is for a podcast until episode 100. <laughs> you know, you you yeah. just don't know. And but like once you figure it out, you'll know because then your listeners really start growing for one. But then number two, like you're like, you know what? I love this. Like this is what I'm providing. You get feedback from it. And I'm speaking from a personal experience. I mean, you, as you could probably tell, like when I yeah. first started, my goal for the podcast was to be part of the business community. And I'm talking like executive business community. Like I'm going to talk to all the high-end CEOs <laughs> at Frostbanks, you know, USAA, SeaWorld, whatever it may be. Like I'm going to talk to all these executives. And obviously that's easier said than done, right? You're, I mean, I can't even get an email back from <laughs> either of them if I, can, if I tried. But I started realizing because I had to that I enjoyed interviewing small businesses. And then that kind of led to organizations just because that's where you meet the people that are a little more relatable to you, you know, that are more like the common person. And that's nothing against CEOs of like huge corporations, but I've come across so many small business owners and people that lead nonprofit organizations. And these are just like some of the best people you could ever meet. Like just some of the most like kind hearted, down to earth people that you just can sit down and have lunch with or coffee with. And you just like, it's enjoyable, you know, and that slowly started leading to my niche. I'm like, you know what, my niche isn't the high end executives at major corporations. My niche is figuring out like what it means to be a true San Antonian or just amplifying the voices of the great people here in San Antonio, the people who love their community and love the people in the community. You know, like it just, you know, recently found that that's like the calling for the podcast. And that's where, that's where I've received my feedback. I've had feedback. I get DMS on Twitter and emails just saying, hi, I'm from El Paso or I'm from the Valley or, you know, I lived in San Antonio, but now I live in, in DC and I just love listening to your podcast because it reminds me of home or I'm new to San Antonio and I've been learning about places that I haven't heard of since I've been here. Like I yeah. get that. I'm like, what the heck? Like, oh, number one, oh shoot, people are listening. Yeah. But number two, wow, like I'm providing something to them. So I think that's the beauty of it, you know, and it's, it's great that you're trying out all this different content on your podcast and then eventually you will find because the topic you brought up is a perfect example of like niching it down to the point where it's like that you have something there yeah. because you're exactly right. Like I'm, you know, I'm 28 years old. I'm <laughs> still relatively young, but yeah. I mean, I'm in my career t- during the pandemic, you know, it was, it, it affected everybody. It really did. Yeah. But I feel like for someone in, cause how, how old are both of you? 
I'm 19 going on 20 now. And I just turned 19. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I try to think back of, you know, when I was a freshman in college and when I was a sophomore in college, you know, when I graduated high school and you're exactly right, you have no idea what's coming next. Yeah. Right. Like you just know, okay, I got to go to college and that's pretty much it. The rest of it is you got to figure it out and that's tough. And then to have to deal with the pandemic and all the uncertainty that that brought, I mean, that was a huge thing for, for your age group. Yeah, it really was. It was just like a huge, just punch in the gut. It really came out of nowhere. You know, I mean, it was, it was senior year, spring break. You know, we heard this virus thing was coming in. We're like, oh, wow, look, extra week of spring break. And it just turned into the rest <laughs> of the school year. And then the entire first year of college. And it hasn't been the worst. Obviously, people have gone through harder times, but it's been a challenging time period uh, in our lives. Probably the most challenging. It was challenging. I think everybody had... I think a different challenge, though, because we talked about it in our podcast, but Julian just slept the whole time oh, because yeah. he didn't know how to deal with it. And yeah. my problem was that I couldn't sleep. So it's like us alone had two different experiences going through it. It's just crazy because we were seniors when we heard about it and we were like, oh, OK, like they're going to figure it out. It's fine. And then spring break happened. I got back and we actually went for like NHS meeting or something like that to prepare for it. Like when we got back from spring break yeah. and then we were with our friends and we were going to go to the outlets. And then it was like first COVID patient or something like oh, that, that was in the San first, Antonio. First patient in San Antonio. And I remember reading that and I was like, oh dang, it's here already. So a lot of more people have to have it. And then we ended up not going to the outlets because of that. And then we kind of just stayed home for like months at a time. Yeah, I know. And it was draining just because I was never home during high school because I was always doing extracurriculars. And so was Julian for majority yeah. of high school. So it's like it was a big, like Julian said, a punch in the gut. Like, what do we do? Yeah, we have no idea. And we can't stop. go anywhere because everything's closed down. We can't go out to eat. We can't go to like museums or I don't know, even downtown because downtown has a lot of people. So it was scary. Yeah, it was a big hard stop on life. Just immediate stop. It's we were going 100 miles per hour and then it just put the brakes on and we had no idea what to do. So well, and I think that's where y'all can provide benefit. And I'm I'm not trying to tell you what to do with your podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, but love the I'm advice. just saying like, <laughs> but I was just saying that again, kind of going back to the point of like figuring out your niche over time is like you guys may end up being that that you know, shoulder for people your age to lean on in the area, right? I'm just giving an example. Yeah. And they figure out like, okay, you know, I'm going to listen to Live with J&M and like, they speak to me because of my age. They may see that. And yeah. that may be like what you find is your is your target market. But speaking of like younger generations, it's a little different because of course, when I was your age, podcasts were around, but they were not even close to being as popular as they are now. Did you guys listen to podcasts? you know, before you started one? Uh, yeah, I was listening. I was big on listening to, you know, entrepreneur podcasts like the SPI podcast by Pat Flynn or the Joe Rogan podcast, just because of the outlandish conversations that he would have, you know, it was entertaining. I think that's kind of what started to brew that, that love for it, that kind of want to start it. It's an easy, easy thing to listen to. You know, you, you put your headphones in, put your phone in your pocket, you know, do some housework and you got a podcast rolling in the background, you know, just providing that entertainment. You're going on a long drive, you throw a podcast on, you know, makes that drive go from an hour to like five minutes and seems like because, you know, podcasts are just that entertaining if you find the right one for you. Yeah, I listen to a lot of, I guess, self-growth podcasts 
only because I would watch a lot of YouTube. And then these YouTubers decided, let's start podcasts. So then whatever YouTubers I watched and if they had a podcast and I just like hearing their voice, I guess, then I just started listening to them. Like I listened to um, Haley Pham and her friend Lily. Like they were just funny, but they also gave a lot of tips on how to be productive. And they also started it during the pandemic. And so it helped how to be productive while you're at home because a lot of people need to leave or go do things to be productive. And we didn't have that option. And then I also listened to Janina Mapola. I don't know. She's been on YouTube forever. And I just like how her voice sounds. It's so calming. And she has a lot of like inspirational things to say. So I started listening to her and then that's really it. I still only listen to them, but I'm trying to branch out. Do you think your peers, your age, listen to podcasts as well? Definitely. Yeah. All of my friends do. A lot of my friends are the ones who kind of got me into some certain podcasts because um, I'm still branching out and listening to some, but um, my friends, a lot of the times, again, they'll listen to self-growth podcasts. They'll um, listen to kind of those outlandish conversation sort of podcasts, like the Joe Rogan podcast. There's there's another one that they listen to. I can't remember the name of it, but it's just one guy with a microphone just telling stories about his life and his upbringing they find entertainment in that. And I've been listening to it and I'm not going to lie. It's pretty entertaining as well. Just there's a lot of different perspectives. I think there's so much diversity out there because of the amount of podcasts and the amount of people that are starting them. It's just such an interesting thing to get into. I think it's something that I've questioned. And that's why I ask you guys is because again, you know, when I was your age, I didn't listen to any podcasts. I knew they were around and I would watch YouTube videos, but I didn't even subscribe to YouTube channels at the time. And and that was already big. Yeah. Yeah. But I would just, I mean, I would watch YouTube videos, but then I would say around the age of about 24 was when a buddy of mine, a colleague, when I was working at Frost, Jason, like he loved his podcasts and he would listen to his podcasts and he, he, he's older, he's in his forties. And he would always tell me about uh, the podcast that he would listen to. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I need to find one. And so I, I found a couple, some business ones, some sports ones for my my favorite sports teams. And and I was like, I, I started enjoying it. I'm like, what all the things you just mentioned a minute ago, like on your commute to work or you're on a road trip, like yeah. whatever it may be. That's what I wanted to do. I didn't want to listen. To, I mean, I love music and I still <laughs> listen to music all the time when I work out. But yeah. I just enjoy I rather listen to a podcast a lot of the times, you know, just because you get to hear people's opinions and thoughts and, and you learn things you didn't know about. So I think it's great that younger generations are, are, are looking towards that. And like you also mentioned, Julian, that they're abandoning these traditional forms of media. Cause do you watch the local news at all? Either of you? Honestly. Oh, you do? (laughs) Yeah. With my family. Well, they watch it and they're older. So that's like, so that's that's exactly the the only time if they have it on, then that's when I'll watch it. But if not, I'm not going to seek it out, you know, personally. I don't know. I like to watch it. Maybe that's just because my parents like to watch watch the, uh, you'll watch Dateline. Oh, I will. I love Dateline or like any crime (laughs) series. I will watch all of that, but I don't know. Maybe that's because I like the news. That could be it, but and it's not that I like it. I just like being updated because I feel like if I'm updated and someone like brings something up I can be like oh yeah like it's a way to have a conversation and that's a good point because it is and and that's the benefit that the news still provides I think why people have migrated towards a podcast or a YouTube channel is because you can get that media on demand you know like if I miss you know, my, my girlfriend and I, we watch Fox 29 in the morning with Ernie Zuniga here in town. And then we watch yeah. at night, we watch KSAT. 
Um, I watched that. And that's just, and, and again, it, it stems from because our family would watch it. And that's the reason we watch it. And it's because we, we like a lot of the, the newscasters on there and we, we enjoy it. But if we have something going on that night or in the morning and you miss it, I mean, you pretty much miss it. You can go try to go to the website and try to find the, the recording of that or, or if you want to record it on, you know, on your TV or whatever. But how many people are going to do that? Yeah. With podcasts, you have it on demand. Like whatever content you're you're seeking out, like you can listen to it at any time of day, no matter what time. And I think that's why people have migrated towards that. Um, it, yeah, it, they're getting that content that they're seeking with the with the traditional forms of media, but they're getting it whenever they want, when they have the time to do it. Just in general, I mean, you look at all the apps like Netflix and Hulu, Disney Plus. We've gotten so used to that like ease of access to whatever it is that we're trying to consume. And I think podcasting and YouTube provides that same exact feeling or that form of consumption. I mean, cause you know, Netflix will release a show and they release every episode out in one burst and you can just binge it all there. And I think a lot of people have kind of gotten used to that, not, not waiting anymore, you know, week by week, no more commercials. And that's exactly what a podcast or a YouTube video offers. You know, maybe I'll have an ad every now and then or a sponsor reading, but it's nowhere near as long as the three minute commercial that, you know, something on the TV will be playing. Yeah. <laughs> and our age group, I think specifically, we had the channels just on TV. And I remember having to sit there and wait for like a commercial or like, oh my gosh, a commercial came on. I can go to the restroom or like get a snack real quick yeah. before the movie continued or like the show. And my little sister, she's six years younger than me. And she really has never had to go through that. I think whenever she was three or four, but other than that, Netflix came out and then my parents got rid of cable. So we just had Netflix or Hulu. So she's always had that immediate access. You know what I've always thought about, though, is I'm just like waiting for the day that these news stations figure it out. And I'm probably like shooting myself in the foot here, right? But <laughs> um, not only create their own podcast, because you've seen some like Ken's Five has their uh, they have a podcast called Commerce Street with uh, Erica Zuko. Yeah. And um, I'm just waiting for these news stations to all have their own podcast. And once the newscast is done for that night, like say the 10 o'clock news, literally just throw that recording on a podcast. And so somebody can just listen to it right then and there. So if you miss the 10 o'clock news and you didn't record it or whatever, you just go and listen to it on the podcast version. And so you can skip through all the little commercials that you would have had to sit there on the TV. Yeah. Because, of course, all the TV providers have their own regulations and they have to have the commercials and whatnot. But you can just zoom through a podcast. Like, I'm waiting for the time that that happens because that's when... I feel like us small time podcasts are going to be a little bit in trouble. Yeah. Like, because they have the audience and they have the content, like literally people that went to school for journalism doing it and just throwing it on a podcast, but they don't, they don't do that. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's just cause it's relative to how long the news has been around in TV. Your podcasting is still kind of new and they're probably trying to get their feet wet with, you know, doing small talk shows or, you know, little things here and there. But man, if they hop into the podcast game, they're going to break it. They're going to break the podcast network just because of how popular it is. It's going to be because I already know like my parents or my grandparents would listen to that. And uh, just because of how easy it is, you know, they wouldn't worry about, oh, I have to get home to watch this story. They're going to be like, I'm just go home, fall asleep, wake up in the morning, listen to it while I'm drinking my coffee, you know? And uh, I don't know. It's crazy to think about. That would be crazy. But I still feel like there would be more people... Or a lot of people still that would want to listen to other podcasts that aren't just like the news. 
Oh, for sure. Just because sure. it's like more relatable or you can get like more of an insight because the news or the people who are on the news and produce it, they can only say so much about a certain topic. That's true. Or they have regulations on what they can say. But like us, we're our own shows. So we can regulate what we say or what we even want to talk about. That's really true. Which is, I think, why they haven't yet. Because I've thought about that too. I think when it comes to podcasts, it's all about opinions and thoughts, right? Yeah. And and your perspective on it. Whereas a lot of the times the local news, they're just sharing facts or like what happened that day. Yeah. Right. So it is a little different. And and there are podcasts like that that just kind of recap something. They don't really give their thought on it or opinion. And But again, Marissa Bell, your point, you know, people are looking for those opinions and a smaller time podcast like ourselves, like we don't have someone, you know, in, in the higher up department telling us what to do yeah. and what yeah. to say, what we can't say. So yeah, maybe, you know, I, I think that is their barrier right now. But that is something, especially being in one of the largest cities in the country that that I do, in a sense, worry about one of these larger media companies or basically any company with a lot of money launching a podcast doing exactly what I'm doing, but with a bunch of money backing it up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where they can provide this great studio space and have all these great guests because they already have all the connections. They can reach out to all the people. Those people will answer all their emails <laughs> and um, and having those people on. And I don't know, I, you know, in the back of my head, I kind of like wait for that day to happen. One of these large companies just kind of start their own thing here in San Antonio. And I, I hope that we don't, that they don't. I mean, you just know it can happen like in a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, like us or your show, they bring something different to the table than a big, you know, CEO company would because it's not personal. Like you said, yeah. someone's going to be answering their emails. Let's say a fan like sends them a letter or something. Who's going to respond to it? Probably one of their assistants. And let's say someone says, sends us a letter. We're personally going to respond to it. And I think that's something that's, you know, really nice about having your own personal show or something that's not CEO related or with a big company. Yeah, it's definitely the appeal of podcasts like ours um, or just any podcast in general. It's, it's the personality that the hosts bring to it. I'm sure like if a, a news or anything like that, they would launch a podcast, it would be very popular, but I'm, I'm sure they'd be regulated in some way and they wouldn't be able to bring that kind of conversational flow to it that uh, like a talk show podcast like yours would bring. So I, I think even if they did launch it, it would probably saturate, I guess, the niche that that you're in. But I, I think you'd be good because you you bring something different to the table and people have already kind of learned about it. And I think that's with any podcast, you know, people, if, if you establish your brand and then you go with it, people are coming there for you, not necessarily, you know, what it is that you're talking about. I think that's just kind of the cherry on top. How long have y'all lived in San Antonio? How long have you lived here? 19 years. Uh, all, all her <laughs> life. Uh, I, w- I was born here and uh, my dad, he was military. He was in the Navy. And so he was getting deployed in different areas of the United States. So I, at one point I lived in Washington State. I lived in Charleston. New York, right? New York as well. That's actually where my brother was born. So I always forget that he was born in New York. I'll be like, hey, Diego, you know, like uh, that's his, my my little brother's name is Diego. You know, I'll say, hey, like it's your birthday. And I'll like forget that he was not born here. And I'll be like, oh, I forgot you were a New Yorker. And he's like, I'm a New Yorker. And I'm like, All right. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've lived here for the majority of my life. Uh, I, my dad was only in the Navy for nine years. And so, yeah, about 10, 11 years I've lived here. So majority of my life. What are some places around town that y'all like visiting? 
on a regular basis or or just in general when you have time we like the king william area oh yeah we love the houses down there they're so beautiful expensive but beautiful so we can only hope to eventually afford something like that we also visit the pearl or that culebra right over here oh the culebra market like if if you're hopping on 1604 and then you get off of culebra there's a lot of there's like strip malls there that we like to visit. And then actually another, a popular coffee place. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Summer Moon Coffee. Mm-hmm. Man, that we- of, Is that near Shanefield? Yes. And oh my gosh, we we love that They're place. They're so good. So we mainly go over there because Target's right by there. Yeah. And then Summer Moon's right by there too. So I like visiting that spot. But we've also really just been trying different local places, like I said before. And they're all over the place, so it's not like one main area. But I guess they're kind of centered around downtown because they realize that's where they'll pick up more traffic with like tourists. Yeah, definitely. We visited a lot of local, like it's most of them have been coffee trucks, like Mi Latte Coffee over by UTSA. Oh yeah. Or uh, Southbound Coffee at the corner lot. Um, we love that that place. It's a tiny little pink trailer. They're pretty cool. It's and then <laughs> uh, there's also. Man, what, what are some other ones? Cafe oh. Azteca. Yes, uh, that that one's over here actually by where we live. Um, mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, I was kind of salty because uh, the owner, I think his name is Tyler. Oh, yeah? He uh, it used to be over here by where I live uh, near Petrenko 151, and uh, and they moved. They, I will admit, though, it was a good move, I think, just because for, hit, for business-wise, because it was kind of hard to get to yeah. where he was set up over here. But I was just a little salty because it was closer to me, and there's not there's not a lot of those coffee trucks out this way. Yeah, um, there's yeah. a heck of a lot more on the south side and south town and downtown um, than there are here. You know, I, I've been to to Mid Latte by UTSA a couple times. I like that place, um, but yeah, same same here. You know, it's usually around the downtown area. I go to Southbound all the time, but yeah, even the there's a coffee shop, Poetic Republic. Never heard of that place. It's considered. I would consider it South Side. You can make the argument that it's maybe South Town, but yeah. to me, anything below ninety is South Side. Yeah. It's no longer South Town <laughs> to me. And so, and then there's Coficionado, which is on Mitchell, right south of ninety. Oh yes. And then the Fahrenheit at Wong's Bodega. Some great coffee places in that area. There's <laughs> there's one more that we go to that's close to us. I think it's called Cajun Shop oh, Coffee Shack. Cajun Coffee Shack. Uh, they're, they're also a little, or they were like a food truck, but it's like they, they kind of put a cement base around their truck now. So they're kind of in one uh, localized area. They're they're really good. They got a cool drive through system with their truck where it's like a two-sided drive through uh, We enjoyed them. My parents actually introduced that little coffee truck to them. It's it's right here. on It's on Petrenko going right towards 151. You keep driving over there and you'll hit Cajun Coffee Shack. I'm going to include myself in this because I am a millennial. Uh, why do you think, and I feel like we were at the forefront of this, by the way, why do you think that we ditched the chain rest, like chain restaurants? They're just not authentic. Is that what it is? I like authenticity. And it was kind of like you go to Starbucks, which I like Starbucks, but it's the same in every restaurant that you go to. They kind of look the same. They have the same drinks. At least if you try different, you know, coffee places like us, they bring something different or they look different. The people that work there also have like a different personality and it's just fun. Like there's another place we went to that's downtown and everyone that we've met there, cause we've gone like three times, they're always super hyper. And oh, if yeah. you go to like another coffee place that's just located in San Antonio, they're not like that. 
So it's crazy to see the difference just with their restaurants. I think you can definitely like sense the passion behind it too. You know, like you go to any McDonald's or like a Whataburger or something. (laughs) Some of the workers, like they don't want to be working. They're there just to make a paycheck and they're leaving. But you go to these local areas, you can really feel the passion. I mean, you walk up to the counter, they're like, hey, how can I take your order? I'm like, whoa, like this is not normal. Usually, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I get like thrown off sometimes. Yeah, it's great. And, you know, the food or the drinks or anything that it is, it's always amazing. It's always unique too. You know, it's you're not going to get that anywhere else. And I think that's that's where the, the appeal is, I think. You know, people especially the whole like foodie thing. People like to take a picture of their food you take a picture of it. You post it, you know, people are like, Hey, where'd you get that? It's at this place. You can't get it anywhere else, but this one place. They also make like really nice backgrounds. I went to this shake place with my friend and it was like that green background with like a neon sign, but every neon sign that I've seen with the green background is different. So I just oh, yeah. think that alone brings something different. Cause it's cute. And, like, it's it- all about the aesthetic. Yes. Very much, yes. Is, is Instagram worthy? That's a lot of a what trend. our generation is worried about. I feel like that's the business model. Like, if you're going to start a small little place, you got to have somewhere where you can take a picture, like a backdrop or something. It has to look something, weird. <laughs> yeah, something like because that's that's understanding your customer. You yeah, know, you know that they're going to want to post it to Facebook or Instagram and let people know they're there. So, giving them somewhere where they can take a picture, um, even even down to the coffee cups that they use, or yeah. the plates, or the mugs, or like whatever it may be, the better it looks for an Instagram picture. That's free advertising for you because they're going to post it. Yeah, it's yeah. all in the details. <laughs> like Southbound, they just put their stickers on the coffee cup. Oh yeah, so it, it's like different every time, but it looks so cute. Yeah, and she has different stickers that she'll put that she puts on the cups. So you know, it's like every cup that you get sometimes is different, and it you know it just kind of adds that that uniqueness to it that you know other coffee shops may or may not do but definitely you know like a chain coffee shop like dunkin donuts you know you get the same cup every time it's, it's nothing special it doesn't feel like yeah summer moon though i know they're still like a chain but they're relatively small compared to other coffee places like starbucks or dunkin they've been changing their cups and i think it's cute like i got a matcha latte it didn't have anything on it but the other ones that they've had they're like different or they're changing it up definitely an appeal to it i think i think you have to as a small business owner you have to be unique and well you have to be unique because you know what the chains are like the chains if you think about it they've been in business for many many years they figured out how to streamline their process right like how can they make the most profits because that's yeah that's what they do right mm-hmm. that's their whole business model is it's all about profits and, and appeasing you know their their shareholders and so rightfully so you know everything's streamlined So as a small business owner, like what uniqueness can you add? Like what value can you bring to your customers? And I I think that's why us as consumers, especially younger consumers, that we kind of take to that is because we're getting something unique, something different that we were brought up on. Yeah. It's like there's the whole relationship aspect. It feels like you you go in and the 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 business owner is building a relationship with the customer. And you know, you just don't get that at chain restaurants or chain coffee shops or anything of that matter. Yeah. One of the smoothie places we went to, the lady talked to us the whole time. Oh yeah. That it was, was crazy. Like <laughs> it was it was a little weird because I wasn't used to it. And it was one of the first few times we went out during the pandemic. So when I wasn't used to talking to people anymore. And then two, no business owner has ever like just followed 
us where we were going around the whole yeah. store. Or we were drinking them. <laughs> and then she asked, she was like, how are they? And I was like, I've never been asked how something that I yeah. bought, like, how is it? You know, it's Do y'all want to plug them in or where was it that you visited? Oh, yeah. What was it called? Oh, do you want to check on our Instagram? Yeah, I got it. I can't remember up. the name. It was like a while ago. But no, they were good. I like smoothies. Julian doesn't, but he kind of liked it. So. It wasn't bad. It was the best one I had. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of smoothies, but I like the acai bowls. And so a lot of the places that have the smoothies have the acai bowls. So Yeah. Um, we actually went to a place by the corner lot. They had acai bowls and smoothies. Julian got a smoothie. I got an acai bowl. Oh, it was that one. It was Nutrition Shack San Antonio. <laughs> Nutrition Shack SA on uh, Instagram. That's their handle. Well, I, I appreciate you guys joining me, Julian, Marissa Bell. I mean, I, I think the talk show is always best when it's more of a conversation and more of a discussion. Yeah. Um, so I've really, I really appreciated y'all's insight too. Yeah, it's been great. We'll definitely have to, or we're definitely going to continue to listen to your podcast. We'll yeah. spread the word. <laughs> and uh, just hopefully- well, y'all are going to have to jump on the podcast again. Yeah, Especially I think awesome. if y'all start, you know, niching it down and y'all have something that you really want to- you know, get out there as far as a message. I yeah. think that would be great. I, I never really thought about like what you were saying, like even just in the conversation, just figuring out that, you know, maybe just offering that, that insight on, you know, the college life or us, be, the the people in our age group, potentially us being that shoulder that they can, you know, lay on and then listen to. I never thought about that. So that was, that was great um, coming from out of that conversation, you know? Yeah. I never thought about that either. Well, definitely before I let y'all go, Plug in y'all's podcast and, and y'all's social media. Where can my listeners find you guys and start listening? All right. So we're on Instagram and on Twitter. That's our two social medias. And it is both live at JNM or is it live JM? Yeah. Because we weren't able to add the ends. Live with <laughs> JM. So Instagram yeah. and Twitter handles live with JM, all lowercase, no space. Uh, that's where you can find us. And as far as finding our shows, title live with JNM, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. Recently, we got added to Pandora. Oh, yeah. And then we have a YouTube channel, but we have yet to post. We're going to start doing that here pretty soon. At least that's what we're hoping. Yeah, we want to do some live shows. So if you like watching people do podcasts, that is where you can find it. That's going to do it for my conversation with Julian and Marissa Bell from Live with JNM. We're going to take a quick break and I'll be right back with the local recommendation and question of the week. So stay tuned. Welcome back into Essay Talk. I want to thank Marissa Bell and Julian once again for joining me on the podcast. Really enjoyed speaking with them about their experiences and thoughts on the world of podcasting, especially since they're a little newer to it. Uh, then again, I still consider myself new to it. I'm only a little over a year in. But it was really interesting to hear their perspectives uh, just because of their younger age and, and, and experiences. In the next episode of Essay Talk, you're going to hear the other side of the spectrum. I'll be speaking with Jennifer Navarrete, who has been podcasting for over 15 years and has a ton of experience in the audio blogging space. That'll be part two of this two-part series I'm doing here on Essay Talk uh, with local podcasters. But of course, we'll save that for next week. Before we get into this week's recommendation, I did want to quickly remind listeners that you can follow the podcast on social media at SAPod Network. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you enjoyed the discussion and want to support the podcast, please click on the link in bio on any social media platform and click the support monthly button. You can support for as little as 99 cents per month. This week, SA Lunchador is taking the week off, so instead... 
I'll be doing the local recommendation. And to be honest with you, I didn't really prepare for the recommendation. So I'm just going to throw a guest of the podcast out there, Viva Beer or Viva Brewery. It's been quite a while since that episode came out. So there may be some new listeners who maybe never got to hear it. Um, and if that's the case, if you're a big beer drinker and you're cool with craft beer, you need to try Viva Beer. It's two guys, Michael Johnson and Bobby Jones, who started out, founded Viva. And, you know, they were just brewing beer at home. Um, and they've just blown up ever since. They have four different types of beer now, I believe, and just recently painted and set up this old El Camino uh, with their Viva signage and even hooked up the taps, the beer taps on the back so you can actually fill up your glass when the El Camino rolls up. It's pretty sweet. My favorite beer they have is the Amarillo Ale. I know some call it basic. I just call it good, but you should definitely try out all four flavors. Uh, they live right here in San Antonio, which is really awesome, and they're doing all they can to mix in with the community and the culture, which I love even more. You can find their beer at HEB and their presence at bars is just growing. I feel like as I go out to different bars and different places, I'm seeing their beer on tap more and more. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at Viva underscore brewery to stay caught up. Bobby, Michael, if you're listening to this, y'all are awesome. Keep it up. Love what you guys are doing. Love the beer. Moving on to the question of the week, since we're talking about podcasts, what kind of podcast would you want to start? If you want to answer on Facebook or Instagram, find the new episode post and comment below. If you want to answer on Twitter, you can do the same, I guess, reply to the tweet or just tweet using hashtag SA Talk Answers. As a podcaster, as you could imagine, I'm interested in hearing what you guys have to say. There's a million podcasts out there. Oh, actually, they're to be more accurate, the figure is over 2 million, um, and they cover any topic you could probably ever think of. Sports, books, insurance, tech, politics, science. There are podcasts about podcasting, which is kind of funny, and believe it or not, there's actually a podcast about cereal, and I'm being serious about that. It's called The Empty Bowl, and it's more of a meditative podcast, uh, but that's my point. You can literally talk about anything with podcasts, and you'll probably find some kind of audience. So again, my question for the listeners is, what kind of podcast would you want to start? With that said, that is going to wrap up this week's episode of SA Talk. I want to give a huge thank you to all of the repeat listeners. It means a lot to me that you all keep listening to the episodes and content I put out. I also want to thank any new listeners checking out the show for the very first time. If you enjoyed this episode, I would encourage you to check out my other series, Searching for San Antonio. And if you want to help the podcast out, please give a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Lastly, if you or any business owners you know are looking to advertise with a great local podcast, please reach out to me at Zachary at sapodnetwork.com. Thank you all again. Have a wonderful weekend. See you again next week and Viva San Antonio.